0: Friday, April 21st, 2017 here on the Patriots V Podcast. On this episode, we break down the craziness that was Aaron Hernandez's Patriots career and I guess the rest of his life as well. And we will also be talking about the Mike Gillisley deal and the fact that James White just got one of the best extensions that the Patriots could have given out. All that and more on this episode of the Patriots V Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Bee Podcast. I'm your a little bit sick host, Harris Rubenstein. Very happy to be with you guys on this lovely Thursday afternoon. Obviously, recording this on a Thursday before the show gets released on a Friday. But boy, oh boy, remember to go find us on Facebook.com/slash CLNS fans and go find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio and go find me at CLNS underscore sports well team, uh, excuse my random sniffling throughout the show, I have like a 5% cold right now. and It's annoying, it's like one of those weird colds where it only affects one nostril, so I apologize that my voice is a little bit annoying, and it kind of sucks because we actually have a lot to talk about today, finally, for the first time in a week and a half, so the Patriots decided to basically lock up the entire running back position for the next three years uh, by signing James White to a big-time extension and uh, giving Mike Gillis I believe, $6.4 million over two years in an offer sheet with, I believe, four mil guaranteed in the first year. So what does this all mean for the Patriots' running back position? And we'll... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, uh, Aaron Hernandez in a little bit. You know, you just, we'll, 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 get to Aaron Hernandez. But anyway, we'll start, we'll start with the running back position. So, Patriots give two years and I believe $6.4 million to Mike Lee from the Buffalo Bills. What does this tell us? Well, first of all, this tells us that LeGarrette Blunt is officially gone, Adios. Thank you for your service to this team. It sucks to see you go, but I do believe that LeGarrette Blunt is now officially gone. No more LeGarrette Blunt. They signed a younger model to more money. Uh, Mike Gillisley, actually, surprisingly, was one of the most efficient running backs in the entire NFL, as was Rex Burkhead. So it's interesting to see how exactly they like to build the running back position. And clearly they're going with a very advanced statistic kind of way. I believe if you look at the running backs they have right now, it's like a fourth round pick, a restricted free agent, a sixth round pick, and a drafted free agent in the trade. So clearly the Patriots getting a lot of value out of that running back position, uh, getting some really good late round value and uh, value on some restricted free agents and whatnot. So, I'm uh I'm big time when it comes to uh uh this this whole uh, Mike Gillisley thing. I absolutely love this contract. I think Mike Gillisley is actually a really good running back and he's now going to be your thumper. They always have a thumper. They've been waiting for they've been looking around for a new one this year and there you go. They they got their guy. I really do think that they've been trying to get Mike Gillisley for a couple years now. I think they brought him in for a visit last year as well if that was legal. I just know that they were actually pretty big fans of Mike Gillisley for a long time now. He's a he's a very good player. He's a very good running back, and I think he will do very well uh, on this Patriots team. Big, big time move for Mike Gillisley. So the other big move that they made at the running back position, we're going to break down the Aaron Hernandez thing on the second half of the show before we bring in uh, Ben Natan, uh, ben which uh, Ben Natan is a big draft pick. On Twitter, guy is a footballist for Bleeding Green, does a lot of good stuff for the Philadelphia Eagles blog, but he's just one of the better draft guys on Twitter in general. He does go to NYU, so we'll give him a little bit of crap for that. But no, he'll be on later to do our draft segment with us. But for now, let's talk about this James White extension. Let me just quickly pull it up here. So James White uh, obviously getting uh, rewarded for what was an absolutely outstanding a uh, Super Bowl for him. 14 catches, 127 yards. Uh, yeah, 127 yards. So they give James White three-year extension worth 12 million dollars. He'll receive 4.7 million dollars, excuse me, in guaranteed money and could earn up to 15 million dollars if he maxes out his contract. White was only set to make about 700k next season. So obviously a big time extension for James White. Uh, I think that they have seen over the past couple of years their really good pass-catching running backs leave for big-time money. Obviously, Danny Woodhead left, and then obviously after Danny Woodhead, uh, uh, Shane Vereen left for big money. And now here we are with James White also getting his big money. $12 million a year is not uh, a lot of money. The Patriots need to be doling out. I think it was a perfect amount of money. Good, good extension for James White. He's going to be their pass catching running back out of the backfield. This does put a lot of the question over what's going to happen to Dion Lewis after this year, as well as what DJ Foster's future with this team is. However, James White might just be better than both of them right now. So, might not be the worst thing that they sign James White to an extension. Guy's young, guy's talented. He's in the system. He's performed well. He did great in the Super Bowl on a big stage, I think it is a high-quality uh, extension for the Patriots, and I think uh, it's something they should do more like this in the future. So this really seals up the running back position for the Patriots for a pretty long time to come. Obviously now your running back position is Gillis Lee James White, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, Um, let's see, who else? And DJ Foster. So that's your top five right now when it comes to running backs. Maybe they bring in one or two for camp. Maybe. I can't really see them bringing in Blunt. I think this is the end of the New England Patriots and LeGarrette Blunt. But I feel like he'll go somewhere, have one or two good games. Everyone will go, oh, should the Patriots have re-signed him? But then in the long run, people will realize that they made the right right move. I think they made the right move. I think LeGarrette Blunt, you know, (laughs) this is going to sound really funny. You want to know why they cut him or they're not going to re-sign him? It's it's because he fumbled in the Super Bowl. You know, you've you've won job in the Super Bowl, and it's to not fumble, and he fumbled, and I don't think Belichick is going to put up with something like that. They're not going to reward a big time fumble in the Super Bowl. They're going to reward James White for putting up fourteen catches, one hundred twenty seven yards, and two or three touchdowns. That's what they're going to reward. They're not going to reward a fumble in the Super Bowl and a. Big, big error like that. So maybe it's a reason. I'm going to go on a limb and say that it is. I think the Patriots are petty like that, and I think they do uh, capitalize, or not capitalize, excuse me. I think they do take advantage of people in that kind of way. So if, if you're the New England Patriots, you got to be happy where your running back core is. If you're the Garrett Blunt, you got to be kicking yourself over that Super Bowl fumble, a win or not. But. If you're the Patriots Be Podcast, you're going to be kicking yourself if we don't talk about the Aaron Hernandez situation, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to break down all of that madness and more. It's a new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires, but posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you just need to post your job on all the top job sites, And now you can with ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. So one more time... Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. All right, team. It is now time for us to break down something that I, uh... I've been waiting a very long, long time to talk about. Oh, goodness. So... Yesterday ended, obviously me recording this on Thursday, April 20th, to be released on Friday, April 21st. Yesterday, one of the great disappointments in the history of the NFL finally came to an end as Aaron Hernandez reportedly committed suicide inside of his prison cell. Now... We're not going to talk about, you know, whether or not, you know, he actually killed himself because there's that crazy rumor going around Twitter. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about how tragic his death might have been. No, instead, I'm not going to glorify his death at all. I'm here to talk about how good riddance, man. Good riddens. This is this was one of the dumbest people ever. This was one of the craziest, most psychotic people in the history of the NFL. Good riddance. The guy was given a 40 million dollar NFL contract to do to play a sport. To play a game for the rest of his time professionally. But. Instead. He chose to be a thug. He chose to be a gang leader. And he chose to murder. His brother-in-law. And then. Played a part. In murdering two other people. Now. I don't know about you. But I'm I'm someone who who you know really appreciates the good in the world and whatnot. So when I see someone evil, like uh, excuse me, like Aaron Hernandez, get just just leave the world, I'm very happy because we don't need those kinds of people anymore. We don't need multi murder murderers. We don't need guys who are given everything. On a silver platter once they get out of college. To just throw it away by murdering people. He didn't do drugs. He didn't... You know... Like... uh, What are some of the other bad things the NFL deems? He didn't do drugs. He didn't take performance enhancers. He didn't do anything like that. No. No, he... He murdered someone. And then... Played a part in doing it to two other people. Good riddance. I just, I, I, you know, I'm seeing all like a lot of these people on Twitter showing remorse, saying, you know, rest in peace to this guy. It's like, why? He proved everything that was wrong with, sports and with the sports culture of idealizing these athletes despite us not really knowing who they are. I mean, the, the New England Patriots are one of the most meticulous teams in the entire NFL when it comes to you know, background searches of players, knowing their guys, the, all that stuff. But this guy slipped through the cracks. In the worst way possible. He slipped through the cracks as a murderer. He wasn't just some gang lord. He murdered people. I just it is baffling to me. And it's also kind of baffling from the Patriots' point of view that they are so meticulous, that they are so smart about things, that they that you know they, they are so careful with players, and they missed it. Totally missed it. You know, and it was always so interesting to me that they enjoyed drafting people so much from that crazy Florida team, which were just full of bad dudes. Oh, that that Florida team was a, was so many punks. And they took Hernandez. Ah, I don't know, man. I, I, good riddance, if you're going to ask me. A guy who again, was given everything on a silver platter and at every single turn decided to do the wrong thing and eventually did the most selfish thing you can do and took his own life. Whether he did or he didn't, who really knows? But, you know, I I, I can't really say that the world is a worse place now that Aaron Hernandez is out of it. I really, I really can't say too much. But anyway... We're going to have enough of that depressing conversation. We talked running backs. We talked Aaron Hernandez. And now it's time to talk a little draft. So we're going to welcome in Ben to Todd to break down a little bit of draft business for us after this break. We'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I use Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up. I, would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend. Obviously, Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high-quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots, Blue Apron. A better way to cook.
1: Hey Ben, can you hear me? Yep. All right, perfect. We are on the recorder. All right, we'll get right into this because I know you're a, a busy, busy man.
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. All right, let's. I'll uh, do a quick intro and then we'll be good to Great. go. Yeah. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for a featured guest segment. This week, we are very happy. To finally welcome in Ben Natan, one of the best draft necks you will find on all of Twitter. He's also a columnist for the Philadelphia Eagles SB Nation Bleeding Green blog and their radio host uh, as well, correct?
2: Yeah, I do some work on their Bleeding Green Nation radio thing, mostly doing draft work. I wouldn't call myself a host, though. That would be uh, John Barcher, who does great work over there.
1: Okay, for sure. But definitely one of the icons. Uh, I haven't bought one of your shirts yet but I've certainly considered it.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not sure if that's ever like a compliment or (laughs) or insult. somewhere in between, you know,
1: somewhere in between for sure. But uh, one of the things that you've been crazy busy with uh, so far this off season, Ben has been just an unbelievable amount of scouting reports that you have been releasing in and out of, uh, of the NFL off season that we've had here. So first thing that I kind of want to uh, ask you about Who's a guy that everyone currently has in the first round or projected to go in the first round that you just
2: that you just think are completely crazy? <laughs> All right. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys, but I think, you know, are being talked about as first, first round picks and who probably end up being first round picks, who I don't necessarily agree with them going that high. A guy like John Allen, I think, is a good example of a player who, you know, he was really successful in college mm-hmm. Alabama, moved him around the formation quite a bit, Um had a lot of success playing inside, at 285 pounds, you're not going to have that same level of success in the NFL unless you're an elite athlete, which, is like an Aaron Donald, you know, I get, you know, undersized defensive tackles who have been so good. Um, but he doesn't have that same level of athleticism, and unfortunately, he doesn't have the legs to consistently play on the outside either. So you're going to have to kind of find the you know, versatile role for him in the it, you know in NFL where he's kind of moving around. He's more of a complementary piece rather than a guy who spearheads your defense. You know, I compared him to Perno McPhee uh, when I wrote him up a couple of weeks ago. He's, you know, he's become a really solid player in the NFL. But McPhee was a six-round of at Mississippi State. Um, I think Allen's more like of a, an early, early day two guy who can really complement your defense well. But I wouldn't draft him as being the center piece.
1: And you know, there's there's a couple of the guys in this draft towards the end of the first round, especially at the cornerback position that, you know, you just see these guys start to trickle down. I mean, especially after Sidney Jones uh went down with that injury, you have that guy from Colorado who some people don't know if he's a like a top twenty pick or if he's a day three pick. I'm not really sure.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, I assume you're referring to I mean there's two really good uh Colorado corners. There's Jadovia Woozi and Akella Woods.
1: Yeah. Adobe, the uh, one that was uh, invited to the draft, which still confuses me. Yeah, I mean I think I think it really just
2: comes from the simple the simple formula of like you have a really really prototypically sized cornerback in a killer weatherspoon who has been very well at the combine, had a lot of really good on ball production while he was at Colorado. He had twenty three, I think, past defenses um in his most recent season. But so, I mean the NFL has like different, you know, so it's like archetypes, player archetypes that they fall for. So the long, athletic corner with ball skills will always get attention from the league. I actually like Winterspoon. You know, maybe not as a first round pick, but definitely a guy I would take a look at in the second round.
1: So let's kind of switch that around. Then, who's a the guy that isn't currently being projected to go in the first round that you think could sneak in somewhere within the last five or ten picks?
2: Um, I'm really, I'm a really, really big fan of uh, two edge rushers. Would, I'm going to say Jordan Willis and Derek Rivers are two guys who don't get talked about. It's interesting. I mean, Rivers may of playing at the level, but he had incredible production when he was at Youngstown, and then uh, Willis, who was at Kansas State, was, you know, very productive. Mm-hmm. Well you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Um Those tested very well combine and um, those are guys like Jonathan Allen or Tim Williams because they, you know, not only are proven on the field, but also so have the athletic yeah. ability.
1: Jordan Willis is actually a guy, uh when when I asked uh Scott Karastic last week to pick a guy who he chose as his guy, he chose Jordan Willis emphatically. So I think you're you're on a a good mindset right there. Who's a who's a dude that you kinda look at that is projected right now inside of the top ten that you think is gonna be an absolute bust, who's just bad?
2: Ooh, that is that's tough. I am going to go with I hate to do this to him, but I'm going to go with uh, Mitch Trubisky just because I think that, you know, he's a talented quarterback, he, he's accurate, but when you look at a guy who's only had one year starter experience, his team regressed um, from, I mean, under Marquise Williams, the UNP was more productive, they won more games, and they regressed under Mitch Trubisky, and I think that's a big, or Mitchell, I guess I guess it's officially Mitchell now, um, the big red flag when you're evaluating quarterbacks, to see that kind of team regression uh, when a guy comes in and just adds his lack of experience, and then he's just a raw player. I mean, he's inconsistent in terms of his footwork, his mechanics. It affects his accuracy. It affects his arm strength. Um, and then he's inconsistent when he deals with pressure. I mean, he has brilliant moments, and I can see those highlighted moments that people kind of fall in love with. But just to uh, project that or extrapolate that out to being you know, a, bad, a bad prospect, I just I don't agree with that. he If he gets that pressure put on him early in the process, which he probably will if he's picked very high, uh, he's going to end up busting, unfortunately.
1: So let's go to exactly to pick thirty-two, which you know, if you're the Patriots right now, probably their target pick for when, if, if, and most likely when Malcolm Butler gets traded. So at that pick of thirty-two, what do you think the Patriots could be looking for? Is there a certain guy that really piques your interest?
2: the back, uh, the back prospect they could get out of this class, and you know, because I, I mean, it's really hard to gauge where these guys are going to go in the first round just because there are so, so many of these cornerback prospects. So, but I would, I would love to see, see a guy like um Davious White from that defense. I think he's a very, very <laughs> European upper corner, is very well opposite. It of Stephon Gilmore. If they wanted to go on offense a guy like Kevin Ingram. Uh you know, they've had issues with being able to stay healthy and also be out of town. They, they might want to add another bonded best tight end group and we'll have to add the second best tight end a mm-hmm. combination of speech and running and catching ability. I think he's a little bit more polished than David Jugo. Um so having Ingram in the house and I think he might fall under to size. Um uh, mm-hmm.
1: Very nice. So Ben, the the last thing I got for you here before we uh, we let you go, because again, still very busy man. Uh, I've asked every single guy that we've had here uh, on for the draft who their guy is. We've had Scott Krasick take Jordan Willis, like I said. Uh, Charles McDonald took Jaleel Johnson, as as you would expect, and we had Justice uh, take. I believe he took Deshawn Kaiser, and then oh, then we had Jared Brown from a uh, Niners Wire take uh, Raekwon
2: McMillan. So who is your guy? Oh, that's that's a tough question. Um, well, out of a very talented group of uh, out of a very talented group of guys, I'm probably going to go with Marcus Williams out of Utah, their free safety. Just everything you kind of want from the, a guy who's going to be playing deep down the field. Athletic, he's good frame, uh, very smart, rangy, great ball skills, and he's he's someone who if you're if you're allowing him to play center, he's going to be able to create turnovers for your defense. You know, not the best tackler, but that's not exactly what you're gonna be asking for from them. And in the class where we talked so much about, you know, Malik Hilter and his abilities to change the game as a defender. Um, I think Will James comes up in that you should be he mentioned in that same conversation because they win and lose in the same same way, but who just more experienced, and more polished in the regard that uh, uh that Malik gets complimented for.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for uh for joining us yeah, on this so one. Really-
2: this is great.
1: And no problem. We're we're happy to we finally get you on. I know that uh we're both graduating pretty soon, so it's getting pretty hectic coming uh, coming up yeah,
2: here. Yeah. Thank you so much for making time.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate yeah.
2: it. Yeah.
1: Have a good one. Bye.
0: All right, team, that's going to do it for this week's PHP Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Sports Team. Please remember to give me a couple of uh, couple of messages here and there. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I love interacting with all of you on Twitter. So keep them coming. And we'll uh, next week or next Monday, we will be doing a big-time mock draft. So be on the lookout for that one. It's going to be official. Patriots beat first round mock draft. First half of the show will be the first 16 picks. Second half of the show will be the last 16 picks. Maybe, maybe we'll have a guest on. I haven't determined yet. Might just do a mock draft for myself.